What is up, everybody? Rainy, rainy Saturday night. I feel like we haven't done an episode in a while. We should probably do one before Halloween. Yeah, I agree. And uh, we we picked a fucking pretty cool movie to to do before Halloween that's kind of based on Halloween. Well, yeah. It takes place on Halloween night, correct? Hmm. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Uh, some new things, happenings in the worlds of Steve and Jared. Jared has a new addition as of now, which is cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Moose. Yeah, we took in uh took in somebody's dog who for the time being can't have him, may not be able to have him ever. Yeah. But for now it's just a temporary thing. But yeah, this dog's amazing. This dog's awesome. I got to meet him today for the first time. I fucking love him. He likes me, I like him fine. So that's cool. He seems to like you a lot. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, and Killian seems to be cool with it. Most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time Killian's cool with it. Yeah. Sometimes not so much, but, you know, whatever. He'll get there. Yeah. Either way, it's exciting when you get a new pet dude. It's, you know, or a new, you know, dude or whatever to hang out with. That's awesome, man. Every once in a while, I think he's having, like, nom flashbacks. He just stares at you with like these dead eyes. He did it to me a couple times. And you like say his name and he just keeps looking at you. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that he gives you the fucking Michael Myers stare down. Like cold, like, lifeless eyes, like dude. <laughs> yeah. But uh super cool dog, man, and I'm happy for uh for you. Oh yeah. So that's that's a good thing. Um aside from that, what else is new is going on with you, man? I mean that's a big kind of a big deal, but yeah, that's kind of this past week has kind of been taken up with that. Yeah, I would imagine it's a lot of work, especially when you have a dog already. Yeah, that was fun getting them met. Uh, by the, we went for like a walk. That's how we got them introduced. Gotcha. Walk with each other. Friend Tuesday runs uh, Detroit Walk City. Mm-hmm. I was like, how's the best way to get dogs to meet? She's like, take them for a walk together, but walk them side by side and don't let them go at each other and they should be distracted. That's cool. Yeah. Which is a brilliant idea. I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. Halfway through our walk, Killian was like just mainly just wanting to play with them. That's that's excellent. So we got home here and they wrestled around all fucking night. Yeah. And then after that it was basically uh smooth sailing for the most part, except for he's he will not pee in the house. Yeah. He will not pee in the house. He will go outside to pee all the time, hundred percent of the time. Yeah. But he seems to not want to shit outside. <laughs> Which really sucks, dude. That sucks. But we're it'll And he gives zero notice of when he wants to go outside. Which is like even nothing. Worse. Yeah. yeah. But like Killian will like whine or like run back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I know what you want. He's just nothing. Like he gives you like dead eyes, like thinking about fucking like Saigon and then goes and shits in the record room. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking Chuck Norris and missing an action. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's fucking. 
It's just uh, those POWs cross his mind every once in a while that are still in the concentration camps. He's got to find his way back there, get him out of there, whatever. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to free him, just take pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They drew first blood, not me. <laughs> yeah, dude, this guy's a blast. Yeah. Yeah, he's cool, man. He's got a lot of energy. And uh, actually, just so that, you know, we could record this episode. We had to hide all the squeak toys because I don't think that would have been possible. Oh, my God. I think he, he knows what he's doing. He wants to be annoying as the fuck. He gets a bone, and he chews it on the hardwood floor. And then if he doesn't have a bone, he gets a, a toy with a squeaker in it and actually like just sits there squeaking it. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it's fucking... He's a loud dog. If it's a bone, if it's a squeak toy, you're not going to hear shit but what he's doing, so... Then he like squeezes it all the way in and then lets the toy out and you just hear. (laughs) What was the fucking one we really had to hide? Was that a fish? That fucking mermaid punk fish thing? (laughs) Yeah. That thing is fucking loud and obnoxious. And when he's done with it, it does not stop for at least 15 seconds. And it's it's loud, dude. Then he just looks at you while it's going off. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the uh, new and exciting thing, uh, which is awesome. I'm fucking really happy for you, man. That's cool. That's a good thing. I've uh, been wanting to get another cat, but I don't think that's going to happen. So, No? No, not until I get a bigger place, man. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. You know what I mean? I just... It's crowded enough. It's a one-bedroom apartment. It's just me and, me and the two... And they're big cats, man. Yeah. They're the size of small dogs. They're fucking huge. They're big fucking cats, dude, and they even get territorial with themselves sometimes, man. They get tired of fucking looking at each other, so. Um, yeah. I, uh, so, you know, whatever. But. Yeah, dude, I'd say just, um, yeah, I mean, wait till you get to a better, bigger apartment. Yeah, that no, I'm going to do that. I'm going to get like a fucking maybe a two bedroom or a fucking townhouse or something with a basement and upstairs eventually. You know, but it's I'm excited for you with the with Moose and everything, man. I just keep seeing like Facebook friends of mine posting like, you know, adoption pictures and stuff trying to get people to adopt adult cats and stuff and it's just man, I, I want I want them all, dude. Yeah. I'd like to have a dog too. I'm not going to lie, dude. I eventually I'd like to have a fucking dog, man. I love dogs too. <clears throat> but <clears throat> yeah, maybe one day, whatever. Dude, we went to uh we're at Petco just picking up <clears throat> stuff for Moose. Stuff that we didn't have. And <clears throat> walked by, they had like couple things with cats in them and these cats gave zero fucks they were asleep and we're not gonna wake up we're like oh shit fucking cats and i'm like hey kitty yeah and didn't even nothing <laughs> I'm like all right well yeah well you got to think man you know those cats get more attention than mine do yeah there's people in petco 20 like the whole time it's open and yeah. they always go look at the cats so they get pet and Attention all day, and they probably get worn out on that, you know. I always go look at the ferrets. Those are cool, too. I had one when I was a kid. Yeah, a friend of mine did. She uh, 
did a lot of LSD and uh, had a ferret that she carried around in a knapsack. I think you've told me about this girl before. Yeah. Yeah. Went to school with her. Uh, she was a uh, free spirit, I guess you could say. And uh, Did she walk around barefoot as much as she could? She did, even in places that you probably shouldn't have. Oh, yeah. So there's that. <laughs> Uh, bless her heart. Hope she's doing okay. But uh, <laughs> she had a ferret. <laughs> and uh, it was cool. It went everywhere we did when we went throwing Frisbee, did Frisbee thing, went whatever the fuck we did. Uh, even when we went to, like, record stores and shit, she'd have her ferret in the little, like, purse thing. Yeah. So it went everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and she was, like, the only one of our, us that had a license. So... <laughs> We fucking hung out with her because she took us everywhere. So anyway, yeah, Dug ferrets it. are cool. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They were just a bitch to take care of. I hear they're high maintenance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, see, I'd like to get fish, <laughs> but with cats, that's kind of kind of sketchy. I don't know, man. Like, I just I'm afraid Chandler will fucking like pop the lid off and just eat the fish. How do either of your cats feel about water? They don't mind it. Okay. I don't. I don't think I would. I would give them a bath, per se. Put them in a. But Tin Man gets in the bathtub after I shower and walks around in the water, for some <laughs> reason. Like the just a little bit that's left in the tub. Like oh, yeah. he just walks around the. And then Chandler puts his head under the faucet when it's running. So yeah, I mean they might be okay with diving into a fucking. That's fish what tank. I mean. That's what I'm like. E. I don't know. You know what I mean. So. But I always wanted to. I, I love fish, you know. I have a fish tank that I'm supposed to give to Tony at some point <laughs> that I was going to use for fish. That's just never happened. But, yeah, fish are cool too, man. But, um, yeah, dude, um, as far as, like, anything new, new and exciting with me, I went to the Red Wings game on Tuesday. And got to see the new arena for the first time. Yeah. That was cool. Uh, they had a really cool fucking Gordie Howe statue with all of his uh, career stats and everything. That was really cool. And they got these little kiosks where you can, like, it's a touch screen. And they give you little tidbits of history about the Red Wings. No, I didn't see those. I got lost in that. Well, it's half Pistons, half Red Wings. Yeah. I just checked out all the cool uh, tidbits about the Wings. And then they have, like, uh, old school, like, Sweaters and snap jackets that they used to wear. Yeah, the teams used to wear and like old skates and pucks that were used and it was it was cool. I walked around and checked a lot of that out. And the uh, particular night and game I went to was '80s themed, so everyone that worked there for the Red Wings organization was wearing like '80s clothes, and the chicks had crimped hair with like the fucking scrunchies, the neon colored scrunchies, and like the, awesome. the dudes that did the pregame show were wearing mullet wigs and shit. It was cool, man. And then they had like a Queen cover band open up the, before the game went on, and the dudes looked exactly like Queen. <laughs> it was kind of cool, actually. Um, was it like '70s Freddie Mercury or '80s Freddie Mercury? It was. Uh, it was like an '80s Freddie Mercury guy that basically spent the whole show on the piano facing sideways okay but the brian may dude looked just like brian may like it was kind of cool man it was and they just played their hits obviously but it was cool it was a cool thing i was just like stoked on like seeing the new arena and uh 
you know, seeing a my first Red Wings game of the year, even though uh, people that may not know outside of Detroit, our team is atrocious right now. Yeah, we've uh, we broke a record, a Detroit Red Wings record of losing seven in a row. That hasn't happened since like the fucking forties, and uh, we're not losing by like a goal or two. We're getting blown out every night, and it's getting kind of hard to watch. But I love this team, and I'm gonna fucking. <laughs> Go to as many games as I can and fucking... Yeah, I'm just not used to it. Me neither. None of us are. We're not used to the wings being this horrible. Like, we we had, like, a 20-plus year streak of making the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're, like... It's, like, a month into the season, and we're like, oh, they're not making the playoffs. No, we're not, man. We're, like, 3-8, and eight and... Um, I was talking, shout out to Will Terrence from Buffalo, good good buddy of mine and yours and our show, and uh, he's a huge hockey fan, loves the Sabres, likes the Wings too, and uh, it, it literally, this is a thing that happens, I, it, I realized the other night that he texts me every year that the wing every time the Wings and the Sabres play each other, he texts me throughout the game, it's happened like three or four years now, I'm... I'm Pretty, pretty fucking dead sure on that. <laughs> and it's weird because every time he does that and we do that, we bitch about our teams, you know, like what we hate about like our home teams and shit. And um, I don't know. It was kind of cool. Uh, Sabres won that game. I think that was last night. Pretty sure. But, uh, yeah, he, uh, he said, uh, you know, I tried to explain to him, like you were saying, that the fucking Red Wings, man, were so good for so long. You know, when I was a kid, before I really got into hockey, we were called the Dead Wings, and they couldn't give tickets away to see our team. Yeah, we sucked. We were bad. I mean, real bad. And then by the time I was like 13, we went to a Stanley Cup final. We got swept by New Jersey. It was in 94, 95 season. But it's, that was the benchmark. From there on, we were a good team, and we were always in contention and always in the playoffs. So whether we fucking went far into the playoffs or not, we were at least a fucking decent team to watch. Yeah. Now it's, like, not even watchable, dude. It's bad. So, I don't know. See what happens. Eisenman's yeah. back. Yeah, he's he took over the team this year, and he's... Uh, we're if, he, in, if he could somehow do what he did with the Lightning. Which we're hoping he's going to. Is I know we right? got a lot of young talent that came up. A dude... Uh, Smith, Giovanni Smith, uh, yesterday was his first game, and he's supposed to be real good. And then, you know, last year or the year before that, we got Anthony Mantha, and he's turned out to be phenomenal for us. But Dude, my fucking cousin posted something about what's that dude's name? Anthony C.U.? Anthony C.U. Double he's A. bitching about him. He's like, everybody fucking likes this guy and wants to suck his fucking dick. Look at this plus minus number. He's negative 40. Every time he's on the ice, we get scored on. But everybody loves Anthony C.U. And it's because he can skate real fast and he's got good puck handling skills, but he's a fucking puck hog. He tries to do everything by himself. He does. And it's weird. When I was at the game Tuesday, he was skating around the net and would not pass the fucking puck. He was trying to get cute on the fucking defenders, and he just gets pickpocketed every time because he's... He, yeah, it's the fucking NHL, dude. I like, know, but he thinks he's better than what he is. keep it long enough, people are going to figure out what the fuck you're doing. Keep your head up and keep your stick on the ice. He just seems to forget that. I don't know what the fuck's going on with that. but It's not like you're playing in some fucking like minor league where it's like the person might fucking suck. No, you're playing the NHL. Everybody in this league's good. Yeah, I know. 
I know. And he tried deking around like three different guys. And after that, they're just like, yeah, we're just going to take this fucking thing from you. We're going to go the other way with it. Is that cool with you? It's like, oh, we see what you're doing now. All right. Yeah. I mean, come on. You can only trick fucking a professional hockey player so many times. You know, one deke will get you. Uh, (laughs) After the third one, they're like, I'm going to take this from you now. You're getting too cute. (laughs) So, but there's that. Yeah, I went to the Wings game. I'm going to hit a few more this year. I did that. And, um. Since our last episode, I went to uh, see Army of Darkness for the first time in a movie theater, uh, the historical Redford Theater here in Michigan, which was really cool. I liked the movie. I was going to say, how was that? It was the first time you've seen Army of Darkness. It was. Which is just still mind-blowing that you made it this far in life and just never seen that, because that was the first one of those three that I saw as a kid. Yeah, I, uh, I just never watched it. It was my first time seeing it, and I liked it. It was like... Uh, the second one mixed with like the mask. Jim Carrey's the mask to me. I get Which that. isn't a I bad get, thing. I get that. It's just the humor was over the top and it was kind of a cartoonish kind of humor. Like seriously, if you've never seen that, but you see Bruce Campbell, as soon as you see Army of Darkness, you're like, oh, okay, this is where that Bruce Campbell came from. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. So, there, yeah. And I liked it, it was good. It was worth the five bucks in the fucking popcorn and the soda that I bought. It was worth it. And the, in the uh, the theater we seen it in was my first time at the historic Redford Theater, which is a really cool place. I don't even think I've been there yet. It's great. It's cool. I've missed so many fucking viewings of shit there. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go back there for the Lost Boys thing next year. And then they're playing some Christmas movies, too. I think they're playing National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation in like a month and a half, so... We're going to see if Jimmy wants to go, because that's like his favorite movie ever. Oh, yeah. And then see if you wanted to go, too. So we'll probably do that. Tickets are like five bucks. And uh, it's all volunteer-based. They don't actually have employees. They just have people that take donations to keep it open, and you have to clean up after yourself because they don't pay people to clean the theater. So it's kind of an honor system. Yeah. But it's a good environment, and it's really cool. So. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and then you and I... And Annie went to a screening of the original Halloween. Oh, yeah, that did happen. In Royal Oak. Midnight viewing. That was really cool. <laughs> Except for the fact You that got so salty after the movie. <laughs> I don't understand when that movie became a fucking comedy. Like, people were laughing at the scary parts. I'm like, dude, this is a cultural fucking phenomenon that happened <laughs> at one point in our fucking society in this country. There was a fucking idea someone had of making a movie where a dude in a fucking mask stalks and slashes people. I just know we left the theater and we get in my car and I start it up and I just look over at you and you're looking dead forward and you're like, I just don't remember when this movie was a comedy. I don't get it. I didn't understand it. I'm like, okay, so let me get this right. Seven, eight-year-old Steve sees Halloween for the first time, and and Michael Myers sits up in the back in the fucking darkness when Jamie Lee Curtis is crying in the hallway and sits up like the Undertaker and just deadpan looks at her. I When I seen it the first time, I probably shit my pants. I'm not going to lie. It fucking scared me to death. It was creepy. It was fucking weird, and these people were laughing. I'm like, dude, come on. Really? If you want to laugh, go see the Busta Rhymes Halloween movie. 100% yes on that one. Um, but you got to think, it wasn't a, it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of people in the theater laughing. It was like one group. Yeah, true. And I 
didn't see them, but I guarantee they're all younger. Yeah, and they better have been on fucking LSD or something. They better have been on drugs. Because there was nothing funny about anything that they were laughing about. And you also got to think, young kids now, the shit that they go to theaters to see horror movie-wise, it's all going to be, they see, they've probably been seeing shit like Conjuring. Yeah, true. Shit like that. So it's all jump scares, CGI shit, fucking emphasis on just jump scares. I know. So shit that's not like that. It's like, oh, this is funny, man. Yeah, it was almost like the concept of atmosphere and tension yeah. did not apply to a group of people that were there. And uh, I've seen the movie so many damn times that it's just nothing, you know, it was just, I was going just to see it in a theater. Yeah. Just because, I mean, why the fuck wouldn't you? And me being, like, a huge fan of, like, the slasher genre, that was, like, the one that started the big explosion. And I'm like, I got to see this in the theater at least once, you know? And it was cool. I, I, I'll i go see it again. Fuck yeah, dude. So. Did, uh... When the fuck was the last time we did an episode? Uh, the week before that. Oh, okay, so we already touched... Actually, two weeks, because we went to the Acid Witch show. Okay, yeah, so they... Yeah, so we haven't touched on the Acid Witch show, have we? Did we touch on the last episode? We have not. Yeah, so we went and seen Acid Witch. Yeah, Halloween and, spectacular. Uh, Bone Hunter was in town from Finland. Yeah. Not exactly a short short trip. No. And they only came here to play two shows. Yep. They say uh, they played the Acid show with Perversion and City Pleasure. And then they hung out a week in Detroit. And then they went to Philly and played uh, Street Metal Massacre. That was it. Yeah. Um, that was a killer fucking show, by the way. I'm just looking uh, at our... <laughs> page to see when the last episode we did it was uh, April Fool's Day and that would have been uh, October 10th oh yeah that was yeah three weeks ago damn yeah so okay so we didn't touch on the acid so okay uh we yeah like Jared said and Bone Hunter was fucking sick that was my first time seeing them it was my first time seeing three of those bands I never seen Perversion they were fucking phenomenal see I knew you were going to dig those especially their new shit I kind of want to get some physical copies of their shit because I think that they're going to be a band that I listen to often from now on because that brings me back to the glory days of being a teenager and listening to like South American thrash black thrash death thrash whatever the fuck it is it's great yeah it's fucking good and I never got to see Al play bass ever and he fucking rips a bass up like no one's business and Fernando's fucking killer and Pete's Pete they're a killer band dude yeah they're really fucking good and they sounded really good that night man fucking awesome big shout out to fucking those dudes man like you know I know that they're gonna go on like a small hiatus or whatever fucking and then they're gonna put a tape well, they're, out they're going on a small hiatus just to finish the fucking album yeah um, they're recording a full length which Hell's Headbangers are gonna put out um, and then that should be done recording in December, I think he's told me. And then probably be released on Hell's Headbangers in March. And then the, by the time between there, they're going to release a cassette with, I think, different versions of songs from the LP. Okay. They're going to do that by themselves. Yeah. That's going to be a DIY thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. So they got some 
you know, it's good to see them active again and fucking. Yeah, it's been again. a while. Yeah, yeah, because I I've never seen them, and I know that they they when they got active again recently, they went to like Peru, Peru and Chile, I think. Chile, yeah, I think they played, yeah. Which is fucking killer. Yeah, that's awesome. They always seem to. I think they've 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 gone on tours before, but it seems like they always just get booked to do like one or two shows in like a fest, like yeah. out in California, down in Texas, and they just fly out to those shows. Yeah, play them, come back. Yeah, which hey, honestly, that'd be cool. Yeah, no <laughs> like, doubt. Yeah, I mean, fucking Dan from Archagatha said the same thing. He's like, man, I'm old now. Fuck being in a van for fucking six weeks. Buy my plane ticket. Fly me out. Let me play your fest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go back. Yeah. No, I totally feel that, man. Like, I don't know if I could do it at, at this, at my age now. When you're younger, it's like, fuck it. Let's party. Let's fucking, we're jamming every night. We're playing shows every night. We're hanging out with people. After a while, it's like, man, I just want to fucking shower in my own bathroom. I want to fucking eat my own food. Like, if I could have, like, seriously, if I could, if I had the opportunity to go on a like full couple week tour again, and it was with like a fifteen passenger van, and I was able to sleep on one of the fucking benches, yes, I'd be cool with it. Yeah, but if I'm don't have room to just fucking lay out and fall asleep, I'd probably be really annoyed at this point in life i know i hear you yeah it makes sense yeah but um yeah the fucking if if anyone listening to this episode dude check out perversion they're from detroit mm-hmm. if you like thrash metal black thrash with, with like yeah with like a like a hint of black or death metal kind of a they're fucking killer it's some of their really, shit some of their newer stuff sounds like old fucking sepultura it does and and by old we mean like fucking you know beneath the remains like schizophrenia like the yeah. 80s fucking you know pioneering death thrash shit that was going on it's good it's fucking killer man and i'm glad i got to catch those guys and then finally city pleasure I never got to see them it was good seeing charlie playing drums again yeah and uh they were killer too i really liked them they were they were great so yeah i dig those guys yeah and there was like a kind of a halloween vibe going on people were wearing costumes that was cool uh, Acid Witch even wore some costumes, which was cool. Dude, that mask Mike was wearing. We were talking about that at Obituary, which I'll touch on in a minute. <laughs> I told Mike, I was like, dude, I'm not going to lie, man. I wasn't on anything at that show except for drinking beer. But you were fucking weirding me out with that mask that you were wearing, dude. Like, I could not focus on what you were doing on the guitar, which is usually what I do. <laughs> but your mask was fucking me up, dude. He knew, like, the body movements to make with that fucking mask on. He did. He really did. Well, they all wore masks except for Dave. Yeah. Dave didn't, which is cool. Whatever. And then, and then finally, Dave opened the show with some new Slasher Dave material oh, as an yeah, intro. Dude, he, he started did, doing Slasher Dave shit before Acid Witch came out. Yeah, which ran into the Acid Witch set, which yeah. was fucking awesome and then we got to hear hard rock halloween for the first time live i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. and uh that was a that was really cool that was a good show uh mitch our buddy mitch went with us yeah and we, everyone was there at the who's who of fucking detroit was there dude it was cool it was a lot of a lot of fun I fucking hate going to halloween shows though 
for one simple reason is when people dress up, I can't recognize who the fuck they are. So people start talking to me, and I don't know who the hell they are. I know, right? Yeah. When they when they go all out and do a fucking really good costume, and you don't know who they are, it's like, fuck. Like, yeah. So, hey, hey, dude. I'm like, hey. I got to play off like I know who's, who they are. I don't know who the fuck they are. Yeah, I know. And then I see, like, posts later on, like, the next day or that night. I'm like, oh, that was that person. I know. All right, right cool. <laughs> fucking. It's like, good seeing you, dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh yeah, that were, there was that that we we did that, and then uh, me, I went to uh, Claudio Simonetti's Goblin. Yeah, at the Crowfoot in Pontiac. Got fucking moved last minute from Detroit to Pontiac, which is like a forty-five minute drive away. Yeah, that really pissed me off. But it went from being like fifteen minutes away to being like an hour away. Yeah, it did. And they moved it the day of the show, like four hours before the show. Yeah. Bullshit. But we we went. I went with uh, some of my friends, Jimmy and LB and Bob, and that was uh, that was really cool. The um, it was there's I didn't know this. Jared brought this up to me that there's two goblins going on right now. There's the band Goblin, and then there's Claudio Simonetti's version of Goblin, right? Where he fronts it, kind of. Yeah, I think it was uh, he split off and he's doing like like almost every fucking '80s metal band's doing right now. Yeah. Yeah, so I seen his version of it, which I'm pissed. Like, I mean, you can't really be pissed because they canceled it because of for good reason. But the other goblin was supposed to be playing like 15 minutes away from me next month. Yeah, I know, I know. I did see they canceled that, but uh, a short, sweet version of the Goblin show I seen was they did a screening of Deep Red, uh, Profundo Russo. And the band actually played the score live during the screening of the movie, which was really cool. And then they played the theme songs from like Tenebre, Phenomena, Dawn of the Dead, a couple other ones with a screen playing clips from the movie behind them. Really cool. Uh, and then finally I went to Obituary, Abath, Devil Master, and Midnight. Yeah. I... I I'm mad I missed that show. Yeah. Um, Devil Master was fucking killer. Devil Master's always killer. Yes, they were fucking great. And uh, Midnight. I'm like slowly becoming a huge fucking Midnight fan. As you fucking should. It's been a while since I've seen those dudes, but they fucking slay every time. They were killer, dude. They were killer and fucking... I talked to Chris from Shit Life for a good 15, 20 minutes just about how like I'm just now getting into Midnight. The, the first stuff I really heard where I paid attention to their work was like the shit fucker split and they just caught my ear the right way that night I was like dude okay I gotta give these guys a fair shake I don't know why I never did cause they played like a preserker when we have the berserker fest here in Detroit yeah and they played that and I'm like Midnight's kind of a bigger band and why aren't they on the regular I I would have went to just the fucking Preserker that year because it was like fucking Phil in the Illegals or something was headlining that one, I think. And Maybe, yeah. It was a weird uh, off. The band oh, off. Oh, fucking off. I forgot about that band. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah, like yeah. a negative approach, and it's it's it wasn't a bad fest, but I mean, it wasn't as good as the one I went to. I've only been to one. Yeah. But the Preserker had fucking Midnight, Manic Outburst. Is that the one... That wasn't the one Lieutenant Dan played, right? I don't think so. I think they were defunct by then. That's, that was last year. Oh, uh, okay. the one yeah, I'm it was last year. Okay, well, I know Lieutenant Dan played <clears throat> one of the Preserkers. 
Yeah, uh, and Midnight headlined, I think, the Preserker Fest. And I was like, dude, if I would have fucking been into them then, I would have went just to see them in Manic Outburst. And there was a couple other good bands that played that, too. Every time they do those Preserkers, it's always at Smalls, and it's like dollar PBRs for like until like 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, let's go fucking get shit housed and <laughs> No shit. <laughs> and there's always bands. a couple bands on that fucker that are pretty good on the pre- Preserkers. Dude, sometimes it's better bands than what's at the fucking Berserker. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it all depends on what you're into. Mm-hmm. True. But there's a, like, a lot of times where I was like, ah, I'd rather see the bands that are playing Preserker than fucking see the bands at Berserker. I hear you. That one we went to, man, I wish I would have got the weekend pass because I missed so many good bands that weekend. Yeah. We went to the Saturday. <clears throat> missed, yeah, we missed like Acid Witch and Fistula. Fistula on Friday. But I went Saturday, Sunday. Oh, yeah. I didn't go Sunday. Macabre fucking headlined Fuck on yeah, Sunday, dude. and I've never seen them and fucking why I didn't go. There was another good band that played that Sunday, too, and I can't remember who it was. Uh, yeah, who? Was it a uh, Shit, death metal band? I want to say. Um, was it fucking Cannabis Corpse? No, they played when we... That was Saturday? That was Saturday. Okay. <clears throat> I can't remember. I can't either. There was like a a death metal band and then Macabre were the two like main ones I wanted to see on the Sunday. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it was like fucking Decapitated or something like that. Or, I don't know. I can't, I can't remember. remember. That was but, the second time I saw Macabre and it was basically the same set as both times were the same set. Yeah. Which I would have really have liked to see. Yeah, see I mean, Macabre. either way, I will always see Macabre if they come through here. Yeah. They I'll, were supposed to play, I think, the first... Was it the first Berserker Fest they were supposed to play? They were supposed to headline, and Acid Witch played, was supposed to play right before them, and they canceled, so <clears> Acid Witch ended up being the headliner. Oh, yeah? And they were like, what the fuck are we going to do to fill time? Because <laughs> you get, like, a longer set. Yeah. That's when they, uh, they did, like, a couple covers and had... Um, buddy jason come out dressed as the witch and like throw candy out to everybody <laughs> oh yeah gotcha but uh yeah and finally i did get to see obituary i've been wanting to see that band since i was like 17 um it was huge into them when i was a teenager and then uh they broke up by the time i got into them they were not a band anymore when i discovered them and then they got back together like <clears throat> when i was in my 20s but rarely played ever. And now they're like a fully functional touring band again. Didn't they get back together and get all fucking like camouflaged out? Yeah, they did. It's weird. It's like uh, they're doing the whole redneck fucking angle thing sometimes, which is off-putting to me. But um, it's I don't know if it's just like an image thing or where they're from, but uh, they don't project any of that in their music. So that's... Cool with me, man. I don't give a fuck if you wear a mossy oak hat or whatever the fuck you're doing, man, as long as you're not, like, whipping out Confederate flags and being a douchebag about it. That's all I got to say about that. They're not singing about fucking Southern life and truck nuts? No. No, just, like, corpses eating human bodies and disease and fucking cool shit. (laughs) Old school death metal. Eating my best friend's corpse while blowing my duck call. Good lord. <laughs> song's, this... about, song's about my sister's moose knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know why I like this. Do you remember that one night we were fucking shithoused and we just kept making fucking Will Romer references? Yeah, we literally... We, dude, 
Jared and I were up at fucking five in the morning after drinking all night, and we were just randomly saying sentences that Will Romer from Mortician would say in his Brooklyn accent. Dude. This next song's about fucking Vietnam War and gangrene. Make sure you keep your feet clean. Wear your boots. Wear your boots. <laughs> like it was fucking crazy, dude. And we just went back and forth until we like passed out sitting up, dude. It was this fun. fucking song. This, this fucking song's about when you get out the shower and you don't know where the fucking towel. It's about fucking, fucking, uh, fucking air dry before work. Yeah, air dry. <laughs> <laughs> this song's called "Run to the Closet." Get a fucking Dude, we did that for like a fucking hour yeah, watching dude. like mortician videos. Yeah, it was fucking, it was killer, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot all about that, dude. That was good times, actually. <laughs> that was a fucking great night, dude. Yeah. And don't, and don't get it twisted. We love mortician. Absolutely. We Absolutely. fucking love mortician. But, you know, that, that accent that Will's got is pretty thick, man. He lays it on pretty thick. I think what started it was we started talking about, like, dude, when was the first time you heard him actually speak? Yeah, because right. Because you listen to Mortician, and then you hear him fucking speak, and it fucking throws you off because yeah. you do not expect him to have that thick of, like, a Brooklyn accent. Yeah, <laughs> and he fucking doesn't hide it at all, dude. He's, like, straight up, like, that's what that's what it is, so fucking amazing yeah so uh yeah that was a good night it was real good i uh forgot all about that actually but fucking yeah man so that was uh that was a cool thing and uh the, the fucking abath or whatever i guess it's the dude from immortal yeah black metal band from the 90s it's like his new his new uh band or whatever and they played a couple old immortal songs and they were okay it's not really my thing but I've seen worse, you know. They were tight and kind of sounded like Immortal a little bit, just with like a newer kind of a modern black metal thing going on, thrash mixed in. Oh yeah. And they had the corpse paint and stuff and whatever, and it was cool. Um, but yeah, so that's what I. That's most of the fun stuff that I've, you and I have done. That I've done. Um, I can't really think of anything else that I've really done that was of any significant uh, <laughs> uh I do want to say though that the acid wit show the goblin show the obituary show damn near killed me <laughs> I'm those not, were like back to back shows weren't they they were fucking three shows in four days and heavy <sighs> drinking all all of those nights at obituary that was like the last of the string of shows that I went to and I felt like living death that whole day and discovered that it was at St. Andrew's Hall and beers were ten dollars and yeah. double shot Jack and Cokes were twelve. So feeling like death, trying to save money, I was drinking double Jack and Cokes all night and got extremely fucking hammered. <laughs> and uh almost went to napalm death municipal waste the day after that and i just was like there's no way i can do this and i'm pissed at myself for that because i really wanted to see napalm death and municipal waste i really did i just knew that i it wasn't gonna happen i could not make that happen there's no fucking way man especially your cousins beat me to shit at fucking obituary <laughs> i i told them too man um jared's cousins are fucking at every every metal show they're 
they're fucking really good dudes. They're in a band uh, called Manic Outburst, and then I think Mike's in Stone Ritual, which is a doom band from Detroit. Yeah. So they're like, you know, killer musicians, killer dudes, fucking. But they're like mosh. That's what they do. And they still got, like, enough gas in the tank at their age to where they can fucking make it happen throughout a whole set. I'm getting up there where I can't... I, maybe a couple songs I can go out there and give it my fucking college, old college try. But I told them, like, it, before the fucking obituary show started when I seen them, I was like, dude, I just remember seeing Slayer at Meadowbrook four years ago, and every time I got hit and thought I was going to black out, it was a twig that hit me. <laughs> every time I looked up, it was one of those two, and they were coming at me like a fucking freight train. And there was, like, fucking 30 people in the pit, but I just kept getting hit by them. I'm like, so, uh, yeah, it's probably going to be a repeat tonight, and they laughed it off and shit. It was funny, but <laughs> good God, man. That was a uh, it was a good night. Yeah, my cousins are solid guys, man. They are. They're really cool dudes, man. And uh, it was good seeing them. And uh, I'm like the less outgoing of everybody in my family. But then when people find out my last name, they're like, "Oh, like everyone knows my fucking cousins." Oh, they everyone knows. And them. I'm like, "Yeah, that's those are my cousins." Man. They're super cool social guys, man. Yeah. So, and it, actually, um, I'm not sure what I'm doing tomorrow. I know Dave. Our buddy Dave from St. Louis is in town, and he wants to go to... I think he's going to the Red Wings St. Louis Blues game that's here in Detroit. Mm -hmm. And I'm either going to do that, or I'm going to go see your cousin's band at the precinct uh, with... Girth is playing, too? Yeah, who the fuck? Girth, Coffin Rot, Manic Outbursts. Um, one, there's one more band, I can't remember who. It wasn't Cloud Rat, was it? No, it's not No, Cloud okay, Rat. okay. Thinking, yeah, because I've never seen Manic Outburst. They're a fucking like a thrash band, pretty much. Yeah, straight thrash, moshy thrash, like eighties style thrash. Yeah, which is cool. I, I might, I don't know. I'll see. My funds aren't really there for the Red Wings game, but Annie said she'd fucking cover me on it, and it would be cool to see Dave and his girlfriend. Coffin rot, Molder, Earth, Manic Outburst. Yeah. So, you know, and the precinct is. I'm going to be closing its doors here pretty soon, so I'd like to see one. Sad fucking day. Man. I know. It sucks. I don't want to get into that, but. No, it's, yeah, I know. You know, and, and uh, before we get into the movie, whatever, I don't even know what fucking the running time is right now for us, but someone uh, posted, what's your favorite uh, precinct show? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say that mine, personally, I didn't, I didn't chime in on the thing because I didn't think anyone would really give a fuck, but it was definitely... Uh, Fister, it was it was definitely Fister. See, honestly, that's a show I think a lot of people forget about even happening there because the majority of the people that care about shit that goes on at the precinct aren't in the Doom. I know, I know. And but that was an amazing show, and for that show to happen at the precinct is fucking phenomenal. Absolutely, um, and failed. Yeah, which is no longer around. Open that show, and that was my first time seeing them, and they were fucking amazing that night. And there was a third band, and I can't remember who the fuck it was, dude. Shit, neither can I. Actually, the middle band, who the fuck went on before Fister? <clears throat> I can't remember. I don't oh, even shit. know if it was a local band or I think it had to have been right. Fuck, I can't remember. I don't know. I, I'm drawing a blank. I'm trying to. I remember Fister and failed, and then there was a band that came on in between, and I'm pretty sure the whole bill was killer. Yeah, 
but and and I'm guessing that the third band I can't think of was fucking top shelf too. And I, the whole show was great. I had a blast at that show, and it was so upfront and personal and intimate. Yeah. Like I was literally fucking standing like a foot away from Kenny, screaming in my face, which was fucking great. Like <laughs> that one dude handed you that flavored mm. beer. Kenny's oh, the he's like, rocker. give me a beer, yeah. and you're just you just basically handed him that beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the dude kind of seemed offended at first. He kind of laughed at me like, really, dude? I'm like, well, I'm not going to drink this, motherfucker. This has Porch Rocker on it. How much am I going to enjoy a Porch Rocker? Here, Kenny, it's a free fucking beer. And then he tried giving me a dollar, yeah. tuning his bass. I'm like, keep your dollar, tune your bass, drink the Porch Rocker. You're good. But no, that was killer. That was really fucking awesome. And um, maybe one day that third band will come to me. But Next time I see Mike, I'm going to ask him. He... We'll probably remember. Yeah, he probably will. Yeah. Uh, but that that was my favorite precinct. Uh, there's so many, though, for me. That was my favorite. But the fucking Grindfest, the one that I went to, I don't think I'll ever experience anything like that again. Yeah. It, it would, for, for that type of music. I'll go to some killer Doom shows because that seems to be a more popular genre of music. So, you know, bigger bands tend to get together and fucking play killer bills. But when you get, like grind bands from the midwest from like ohio and fucking surrounding areas that get together for a fest in detroit it's like you get sea of shit from fucking chicago that played that that night and then lieutenant Dude, dan misanthropic came out from connecticut fucking yeah. bands from california were out there yeah um uh, there was a lot of good grind fests that happened at the precinct there was it had a lot to do with cody and kirby i agree the band that opened that uh Grindfest. It was their last show. And I, you always remind me of their name, and I can't Grim remember. Job. Grim Job. They were fucking phenomenal, dude. Mm -hmm. They were fucking phenomenal. That was old school fucking, like, Napalm Death style fucking grind. And that's exactly what they reminded me of, was, like, early Napalm Death to the T. Yeah. And they fucking were great. They were sick with it, man. And uh, Lieutenant Dan was on their fucking game that night, and Sulfuric Cautery played that, too, I think, what, am, I, am I wrong? Am I, thinking of, I think they did. They, I mean, I with kinda, the original lineup, I kind of blur all those fucking fests <clears throat> together because I can never remember which was which. But they played one of them, so I'm going to go with that one. And uh, what's his name from Hemlock? Was there uh, fucking that used to be in Pizza High Five with the blonde hair? Can't remember his name, Mike or something. Oh, Mike from Pizza High Five. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. He was there. And the drummer was, from Pizza High Five. Okay. He, uh, no, Couple Skate is what I'm thinking. I've played that one. Okay. Couple Skate was there. Maybe it wasn't Sulfuric Card. It might have been. Okay. Yeah, but okay. Couple Skate, that was my first time seeing Couple Skate. Yeah. And that, they were fucking killer, dude. Trashy drums for Couple Skate. Yes. Yes. And uh, he's in Sulfuric. I think he's, both of them he's, played. He's the guitar player. Bass. Or bass. He was, well, he was, depending on when you saw him, he was, I've seen him play it as bass and guitar, depending on what version of Sulfuric you saw him. Yeah. Uh, I think both of them played. That was sick. And Kyle from Couple Skate fucking just straight stone cold stunned someone in the middle of their set. Yeah. And it just fucking was great. It, the dude spit beer out when he fucking got stunned. It was great, dude. It was like. Is that the one where I called out for a fucking Couple Skate to play the song from. Uh... It was the only time I seen Couple Skate. That was it. They're like, we got one more. What should we play? And you're like, play the theme song from Fatal Games. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> 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 fucking unbelievable, dude. Uh, Dude, I miss the old precincts. Me too. I like the new one. I like that. That building's awesome, and 
what it could have been would have been fucking legendary. Mm-hmm. Honestly, hundred percent would have been fucking legendary. But that old building, mm-hmm. I think there's just too many memories that go with it. Like everything about that place. Yeah, I've seen a lot of good shows there. I'm really kicking myself that I didn't start going there sooner. Because once I started going there, I fucking was instantly hooked. I'm like, there. This is where it's at. If you want to see good live music for a cheap price. It's bring your own beer. There's a party store right across the street. Everyone's cool. There's never, usually never any issues. Well, if there's an issue, it's somebody who doesn't come around often, and it's just fucking taken care of quick. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was only one issue there, and that was that drunk chick. And we had a keg. There was a keg at the show. And fucking. And a fire outside. It was in the middle of the winter one. It was dead and cold the chicks, out. And the chicks started saying how she was going to call the cops, and mm-hmm. they fucking... Charlie grabbed her phone and chucked it over the fence, mm-hmm. the fenced-in parking lot for that fancy restaurant. Yep, yep. That was fucking solid gold. Yeah, that was fucked up, man. That was a f- <clears throat> dead of winter. It's fucking negative two out. We had a fire in the back in the parking lot. Um, I think that was the Nuke show. I think Nuke played in the basement. And I think so. Yeah. That was, yeah. Lieutenant Dan played upstairs and Nuke played in the basement. That was a fucking killer show, too, man. God damn. That was the one Dick got pissed. Yeah, the PA was. Because wasn't we were like enough. ahead of. The show was ahead of schedule. Oh, it was and going there good. was that, too. So Lieutenant Dan gets set up to play upstairs, and since they're ahead of schedule, they just put their instruments down and fucking. Start partying. Partying, fucking. They just turn music on, light up some fucking joints. Yeah. <laughs> and like, Dick. <laughs> Nuke was getting fucking pissed. Like, dude, she's fucking guys to play. Yeah, yeah. They and were. Then, then they had my my practice PA was in the basement. Yeah, that's not a fucking PA to use for shows. No, but that was what they were using for a show, and it was not loud enough. It wasn't. It so wasn't. the whole Nuke set was Dick trying to get it louder. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, but he's the fucking steel killer, and uh, Sauron played that show. Yeah, they did, and that was my first time seeing Sauron. And since I was a t- like nineteen twenty, yeah, and I just was fucking floored, man. Those dudes are fucking killer, man. Sauron uh, played in the basement too. That was that was a that was a good show. So rest in peace, fucking precinct, man. I might just go to that precinct show tomorrow because I'm gonna be hitting like lots of wings games this year. I'd rather go see fucking Girth and Manic Outburst tomorrow yeah. for a couple bucks than. You spend eleven dollars on a soda and twenty five bucks on a ticket. Fucking, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But I, I'm leaning more towards going to the precinct. I'm not gonna lie. I got to work Monday, but fuck it, whatever. Um, so okay, since we okay, what have you been watching? Let's get back on track. <laughs> uh, yeah, we. Uh, I have been watching. Let's see. Uh, just recently, I watched uh, <laughs> Trick or Treats. Yeah. Good God. Uh, you give that movie so many tries. I try. I mean, it's... I don't know, man. I, it's a love-hate thing with that movie. It's so bad, I gotta watch it, right? Uh, I watched that, Trick or Treats, 1982. Um, Mausoleum. Right. Uh, and The Nesting. Yeah. Last night I watched uh, the outing. I watched the other day. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, also known as the lamp. Mm-hmm. 
super killer fucking movie. <clears throat> I want to throw out, <clears throat> which I have probably a dozen times since we've been doing this podcast thing, that I watched The Exorcist 3 the other day. And that is just an unsung hero in the horror fucking... I'm, I'm telling you, that, that Exorcist, the third Exorcist movie is so fucking good. It 100% makes <clears throat> up for two. I think it makes up for fucking one and two. One's legendary, but three just brings the fucking the heat, dude. Like, it's got the creepy aspect. It's got the fucking shock aspect. It's got the atmosphere, the tension. That scene, the one that you posted, mm-hmm. where she the nurse closes the door and then turns around and walks away, and the dude with the sheet and the fucking knife comes just, like, gliding behind her. Yeah. That scene's amazing it is and then it cuts right to a fucking decapitated jesus statue yeah so good and then there's the fucking you know the beginning of the movie where the little boy gets uh the very first scene where the uh, main detective in the movie goes to see the body by the bridge yeah 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 that boy got his eyes gouged out his throat cut and then eventually decapitated and crucified on a pair of rowing oars and was injected with a drug that completely crippled him, but he was wide awake while he was being fucking decapitated. There's the dialogue of how they in-depth describe how this little boy died is so fucking out of control. So I, just the moral of the story is Exorcist 3, dude. Excellent movie. And then I watched uh, Spare Parts. All right, yeah. The old 70s Spare Parts movie. It's okay. It's, you know, I've seen better, but... Uh, the Thing... Burial Ground, House by the Cemetery. That's all I've been watching, man. Yeah, yeah. How about you? Um, a couple I remember off the top of my head was uh, the old uh, Tales from the Crypt movie. Which one? 70s. Mm. The actual oh, that movie, one. Tales okay. from the Crypt. Yeah. Which, it's been a while since I've seen that one. Yeah, I, me too. Forgot it has the dude from um, Clockwork Orange in it. The main guy? He plays the in one of the stories. He's the fucking uh, blind guy. Okay. Gotcha. Which that story's all really good. Yeah. Dude, it's been... I think I actually watched that on accident when I seen it. Yeah? Yeah. I thought it was like... Tales from the Crypt? Yeah. And I <laughs> rented it or some shit and watched it, and it was like from the 70s or the... Yeah. Yeah. And I watched it. I just... Whatever. But I actually... It was default by I, like how I seen it. So that's cool, though. I like watching... um. The one story in that is the same story they redid for, like, the first episode of Tales from the Crypt, the TV show. Yeah. The Santa. Mm. And they make it so much... It's more grim and, like, grisly in the fucking TV show than it is this one. The escaped yeah. mental patient yeah. with the Santa outfit. That's probably the best episode of fucking all time. Yeah, it's so good. It's, it's really it, the, good. The mom is the uh, uh, psychiatrist in Lethal Weapon. She is in the yeah. fucking the show. Yeah, always trying is. to help Riggs out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's her. She's the mom in the fucking uh, Santa uh, Tales from the Crypt. Is that also? I may be thinking of the wrong person, and I may be picturing this wrong. But isn't that also the mom from Monster Squad? It is. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yep, that's what I was trying to think of too. She's the mom in uh, Monster Squad too. Yep. So, that's cool. I have a job. It's important. I'm important. I love you. Prove it. <laughs> That's a good one, dude. Actually, Annie watched that for the first time uh, the other day. I was like, dude, okay, listen. 
Go on your Hulu, whatever you got. See if, if you got to pay the three bucks. I felt like a douchebag because I actually own it, and I didn't know I did. <laughs> on DVD. Could have let her borrow it. She found it for free, though. She found it streaming somewhere for free and watched it, loved it. I was like, this is right up your alley. Monster Hunter's great, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. There's fucking no question. People that aren't, like, super deep into horror, that's, like, one of the movies where I'm like, you need to watch Monster Squad. Oh, for sure. It has the uh, universal monster element that is uh, just classic. This it never will die. Yeah. And then it's got the kid movie angle. And uh, it's just, it's a good movie. It's just fucking, it's great, man. And you can watch it with, like, nieces nephews whatever dude it's just like a fucking you gotta see the monster squad man absolutely movie's fucking great yeah let's see what else I watched uh, I actually watched Pieces again excellent probably the 80th fucking time oh yeah I wonder how many times in all of our episodes have we said we've watched Pieces because I feel like we've between the two of us we've watched this movie so many goddamn times oh yeah and recently I've watched it more than usual because it's been on Shudder on the streaming channel on yeah they've been they've been fucking looping that one in that goddamn channel i stay the night over here and it's fucking the last three or four times that i've slept on the couch you leave slashix on and it's fucking chopping mall pieces and bloody birthday and that weird fucking foreign slasher film from like 2016 2017 i can't remember what it's called but i don't know i hate it and it's always on and it's subtitled which is cool but when you're sleeping and there's just like loud language that you don't understand for an hour and a half to two hours you're like I'm gonna turn the TV off I can't do this anymore I don't understand what's (laughs) you know it's weird and I always wake up and it's on and then I stayed the night at Annie's house a couple weeks ago and that fucking same movie was on I'm like are you kidding me (laughs) yeah so that's fucking gold yeah and then um just because I, I, I pop this movie in actually a lot, and I usually do it as one of my first like movies I pop in when it gets like fall as fuck outside. Fucking trick or treat, trick or treat. Mm. Which, aside from the stupid Marilyn Manson werewolf transformation scene, Ooh. I really like this movie. I do too. It's good, but that goddamn scene, it's pretty bad. God, it's like I fucking hate it. The hot topic segment. Basically, I remember that there's this kid who I'm still like, I'm friends with him again on Facebook because I think we stopped being friends on Facebook whatever who was in like the punk scene when I was in my first band he was like getting into horror movies and he posted this was like two years ago he posted like Trick or Treat he's like this fucking movie's awesome I'm like man I was like I really like that movie I was like I just hate that fucking Marilyn Manson werewolf transformation scene with all the fucking shitty CGI I was like I can't do that scene he's like oh you mean the scene with all the tits and ass yeah, that scene's fucking horrible. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what, dude? I'm like, you can watch so many better movies that have tits and ass. Like, you're a fucking adult, man. I'm like, Italian Giallos did it way better. Absolutely. And then he just didn't respond, and I think that's when we stopped talking forever. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you 100% on that scene. I'm like, dude, I'm like, no, everything else in that movie, I do not mind at all. I mm-hmm. like it. I was like, that scene was just horrible man that was like a sharp left of mm. everything else going on in that movie i agree yeah overall good movie though mm-hmm. gotta watch it around halloween yeah absolutely so and i there were talks of a sequel but i don't think that's ever gonna happen i don't really see how that would uh i think they just stick with the 
you know, the one. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could somehow mold a sequel out of that, but... Well, I mean, Sam's still around. Yeah. I just think that that for its time coming out and the climate of horror movies when it came out, it was actually not a bad film, and it's kind of a good standalone film, I think. I don't think... Just go into it with the intentions of making a sequel. Call it something else. That's what I say. This was supposed to be Trick or Treat too, but we're going to call it this. Okay, I can deal with that. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like, what would you think of if My Bloody Valentine actually had a sequel? What would you think of if Burning had a sequel? I know, right? The uh, age-old question, like... Shit, I was thinking about that. I was watching Halloween for, like, the fucking fifth time in three weeks because it's... We've seen it in theaters. It fucking keeps popping up on any channel I'm watching. But I'm like, man, like, there's a lot of sequels I like. I'm like, but I honestly don't know if I would mind if they just never made a fucking sequel. Yeah. Or if the sequel was Halloween 3. Yeah. If Halloween how would it show how it's to be? How each one was a new story? And then, and then the actual Halloween 3 would have been a whole different story? Well, like, we've talked about it with, like, Friday 13th. Friday, Friday 13th Part 2 should have been a different movie yes if it was and then if they were going to do sequels it should have been sequels off of that new movie yes I agree but like movies that stand alone like Halloween if Halloween would just stood alone as it is leave shit to the imagination leave Mm -hmm. shit to like yeah the fucking dude just fucking disappeared like got shot six times and fucking now he's not there anymore and the movie ends like fuck who knows what's going on yeah that's kind of how fucking uh my Bloody Valentine ended. 100% how it ended. They, Axel fucking... They basically, like, handed them, like, here's a sequel. <laughs> and yeah. the studio's like, nah. Yeah. I know we've had that discussion. Like, they're, you know... But you almost have more respect for the film because it's a standalone. Yeah. Like, My Bloody Valentine or Burning or whatever, you know? Like, I'm like, not fully talking shit about sequels because, obviously, fucking, I like sequels. I like fucking... a. The first eight Friday the 13th movies I, I dig, man. I do, too. Fucking, you go into, like, SOV movies, fucking, like, Video Violence 2, dude. I, I like sequels, but <clears throat> you just think, like, if movies were really just not had a sequel and just left how they fucking were, I wouldn't be mad. Yeah. Well, for the majority, I wouldn't be fucking mad. <clears throat> the only uh, sequels or franchise that I can think where that would not apply would be the uh, Romero zombie movies. Yeah, because it it doesn't really. Pull, I mean, okay. Uh, what it, I'm trying it, it to say really, is it doesn't really play on the first one. It just kind of extends it because it's it it's, modernizes it. Well, it's a thing that keeps going. Yes, because okay, the day of the Night uh, of the Living Dead, Dead or Come Back to Life, Dawn of the Dead. This thing's still happening, and you're seeing it's more widespread. Yeah. Day of the Dead, this shit's still happening, and it's even more fucking widespread. Yes. That makes sense. Not like, we're going to have fucking this dude who we don't know anything about, and he's going to fucking, he's just killing random people, too. Well, this fucking chick's his sister, I know. and now he's killing them, too. <laughs> right. There's this fucking cult called Thorn, and <laughs> I know <laughs> this guy can't die. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And, you know, Carpenter even said, dude, that he thought after the fucking second Halloween there was no more story left. He didn't think there was any story left after the first one. And that was his whole reasoning behind Halloween 3. But for a a money-making situation, he he regrets going that direction. He he doesn't feel like he should have ever strayed away from the Michael Myers thing financially. 
because Halloween three was a financial disaster. Like, and, you know what I, I mean? mean? They said over time it just ended up fucking costing them mo- mo- money instead of fucking. You know, if they would have just stuck to their guns and fucking made Halloween three a whole different movie, but it still could have been a Carpenter Deborah Hill movie. The thing just is, just not under the Halloween. Fucking, you fucking hear him in interviews and see him in pumpkin panels. You get the you get the idea that all he gives a shit about is the fucking money. He straight said it. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Remake my movies. Give him my check. Yeah. Because they asked him about the Escape from Damn. New York remake, and he's like, just show me the check, man. I'm like, fuck. I he guess does. once you get to be a certain age, you're like, fuck, fuck you, pay me. Yeah. You he know? doesn't care about keeping, like, he doesn't care about retaining the integrity of the original film for the fans. Not at all. He's like, dude, give me enough money, fucking do it. How many of his fucking movies have been remade? You know? It's like... The dude started this American slasher genre. He's, you know what I mean. Without fucking Halloween, there wouldn't have been Friday the Thirteenth. I don't care what anyone says. You know what I mean. There would, there would have been none of that. And then, The Fog got remade, and fucking now they're gonna redo fucking Escape from New York, and uh, fucking. They've been talking about remaking Big Shovel Little China. I've been hearing about that for three or four years, bouncing around and shit. It's like, he don't give a fuck, man. He doesn't give a shit. And I almost have to admire a guy like that. He's a fucking genius, I think. I think he's a fucking icon. He is, man. And he just, it's tongue-in-cheek to him, you know? So that's kind of, he don't take himself too seriously. Here you got these rabid fans that just fucking, you know, it's just especially Halloween fans, man. I don't know what it is about them, but they oh, yeah. they're starting with these remakes and these reboots kind of coming out in the last 10 years. Halloween fans are starting to get like fucking Rob Zombie film fans and shit. It's kind of getting like uh, you know what I mean? I'd rather listen to fucking Dr. Loomis scream cookie woman on fucking loop for three hours <laughs> than listen to these cats talk about fucking Halloween remakes anymore. It's like, God damn it. But well, we're gonna have at least, and I two, emphasize at least two more. I know, with the Halloween name. I know. In the movies, the last one didn't bother me. It's not the movies; it's just the fucking shit that comes with it. You know, like the Rob Zombie Halloween movies. Just because Rob Zombie did them, all oh, that's the a Walking whole di- Dead people. That's get, a fucking oh, whole fuck different you. segment of people, though. Rob Zombie fans. Anything he does, they look at as pure fucking gold. And if you do not like... You could even say, like, I like this movie he did, but this movie he did sucks. They're going to just attack you. Yeah, I know. It's fucking weird, man. It's like, why does this... Why does he have such a fucking, like, vicious fan base? And why are they, like, in the same family tree as Juggalos? It's like, it's just one branch off of the motherfucker. I mean, it ain't no different. Okay, here's my thing. I'm a Rob Zombie fan pre-95. Music-wise. You're, you're a white zombie fan. Yes, I'm a huge white zombie fan. I love the early white zombie records. They're fucking great. They're legendary. and They were the only band doing it. His artwork is killer. His hand-drawn artwork is absolutely phenomenal. And his taste in movies is good, too. It's just he kind of makes movies that fucking people that I don't understand flock to like <clears throat> I don't like if I was to go to a Rob Zombie fucking screening or panel or something I probably wouldn't fit in it's just weird it's like a different type of person that likes Rob Zombie films they take them way too seriously 
Dude, I went to uh, the three hell screening, and like Ugh, it was just, yeah. <laughs> it was you. You could tell it was just super fanboy types of Rob Zombie there. Oh, I can't do that. I can't be fanboy for anything in life. I'm really, I'm really not. There's even like shit. Okay, prime example would be House of the Devil. I fucking to me when I saw that, and I like started really reading into like Ty West. I'm like, this is. This dude's going to be fucking amazing. Shit he's going to be fucking doing is going to be fucking gold. And then I saw Innkeepers, and I'm like, this is all right. Yeah. It's not bad. And then the more I suck and started reading on him and, like, paying attention, I'm just like, yeah. No, <clears throat> those two movies. One was made to the other, and everything else he did was just like, eh. Yeah. Like, you don't need... You can, uh, you can enjoy... A movie without fucking, like, basically fucking pledging allegiance to the goddamn director. I know, right. And, like, defending everything that they've done. I know. No, I hear you. It, it's just like... Like, I, I don't think know. any director's <clears throat> done every and does anything that's... all. Everything they've touched has been gold. I agree. No director. <clears throat> Fulci, Argento. You, name the fucking top fucking directors in, like, horror. I know. And they have shit fucking movies. Yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Even fucking David Lynch. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. He's put out some questionable stuff where it's like, eh. Not he's, a, he's, a, he, he's a fucking, to me, a genius. And even some of the stuff he's put out, I'm like, I don't. The no, Elephant Man, I didn't care for it. But, nobody puts out gold every time. No. I agree. No, I agree with you, man. And fuck, dude, I have a fucking... What do they call a prayer candle at home? The Lynch one? With David Lynch's fucking face on it. <laughs> That's how much I idolize that dude. But if someone says they don't like him, I'm not going to bite their fucking head off and like yeah. name off a hundred reasons why you're wrong. It's just you don't like him, I do. Fuck you. Okay, cool, man. Like, fuck. <laughs> it just seems like these like new school horror fans or these like Walking Dead cats or these like Rob Zombie film fans fans like they, they'll bite your fucking head off it's like I don't get it I don't get it if the movies were better than what they are I would get it <laughs> but they're not so you know back in fucking 79 if someone would have been like dude fuck you Lucio Fulci is the king and zombie 2 is the greatest zombie movie ever made I kind of would have been like you know what you might have a point but now, it is what it is, dude. You know what I mean? I've kind of come to reason that there's going to be zombie movies for fucking ever. And that just fits into the lifeline of zombie movies. I'm not going to bite your head off. I think that fucking Zombie 2 might be one of the best zombie movies ever made. But I'm not going to say that you're wrong because you don't think that it is. Or bite your fucking head off or like give you a lecture about, oh, Fulci's fucking, you know, was nailed to a cross and fucking biblical times for our sins so we can make this movie it's like fuck so but yeah anyway is that what you've been watching anything else no nope, we're gonna end it there okay because cool. uh, at this point we're gonna stop the sun's gonna be coming up by the time we actually get into night of the demons yeah we still have to fucking <laughs> good lord all right so night of the demons man Fucking 88. End of the 80s. It's like almost almost a fucking 90s film. Yeah. Pretty damn close. and uh, But still, like, okay. 
If it would have got made 90, it would have a totally different feel to it. It would. Which is weird. Two years apart, and it would have had a totally different fucking feel to it. Yeah. Which the sequels came out in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. And you, you can definitely tell by watching them. Oh, yeah. But this one is such a fun movie. I love this movie. Oh, this movie's amazing. It's got a fucking party atmosphere, kind of a fucking... A lot of cool uh, stickers, like punk metal stickers that just kind of make little appearances here and there, which is fucking exciting for anyone that's into punk or metal. Got a fucking Bauhaus song in it. Yeah, Bauhaus. Fucking... They're killer. I used to fucking actually listen to Bauhaus with Black Metal Island, dude. He loved them. Fuck yeah. So that's cool. Uh, Fucking, you know... The legendary Linnea Quigley's in it, and uh, which is really cool. Dude, she didn't even initially want to audition for this movie. Really? Her uh, her manager kept trying to get her to, and she thought she was going to be she was too old to be able to betray a teenager. Oh, well. And then she finally went out and did it, and obviously got the part. No, oh, I did not know that. But eh, it kind of makes sense. I mean, well, if you think about it, the movies that she did prior to this, she didn't really portray. I mean, I guess maybe she did, but I wasn't convinced that she was a teenager. <laughs> I just, um, but you know, she was she was great in this movie. Uh, the Stooge, yeah, Stooge. He's fucking awesome. Like. Uh, I kind of dig his character in this a lot. I think he was like the standout fucking character when I first seen this movie. I was like, okay, Stooge, man. Like, he's, he's the like asshole. totally the, yeah, the asshole, like, punk metalhead dude. Yeah. Fucking loud, obnoxious. Yeah. Doesn't give a fuck who knows it, who cares. It's like. Which funny is, doesn't give a fuck, but refused to go, like, bare ass to do the moon scene. Really? Yeah, that was his choice. He did not want to go bare ass. That's, That's why he's a... like wearing his, his underwear. No shit. That's when it comes down to it. I guess that's uh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you. Can... He's a good actor. As an actor, you can only <laughs> betray his character so much before your personal self says, eh, "I'm not doing this." Yeah. Right. Right. But yeah, he was probably my favorite. Um, I dig the. Uh, I just dig the whole Halloween night vibe, partying in a fucking haunted house. Any movie that has a fall Halloween vibe to it, it, it piques my interest more, mm-hmm. and it makes I uh, more than likely I'm gonna have it. I'm probably gonna like it more. Yeah, because that's just I just no. fall in general. Anything about it, I dig it. <clears throat> yeah, I hear you. Um, and also, um, yeah, I'm the same way. You know, like uh, the fucking intro to uh, Halloween 4. Oh, absolutely. That intro is solid. Even before the movie starts, I could actually even turn the fucking thing off after the opening credits. Just the whole way it was shot and the wind blowing the leaves and, like, the whole fucking seeing the Halloween decorations on the houses and shit. I don't know if you've watched it yet. Uh, The show... um Witching season? No, you keep telling me about that. And didn't Slasher Dave have something to do with that? Slasher Dave did the intro to music to it. Gotcha. Okay. And that intro to it is it's almost like they tried recreating Mimicking. Halloween four. Gotcha. It's, yeah. It had that even the font 
Yeah. Kind of. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool. It keeps popping up on my Facebook, the witching season. Um, Like just little tidbits. Dudes behind the witching season just made a full, their like first full length, and I can't remember what it's called. I haven't checked it out yet, so I can't really vouch for it, but witching season's pretty good. Yeah, I'd imagine it's pretty solid for, you know, newer horror. Yeah. Well, I mean, fuck, yeah, if Dave's involved in it, then I'm definitely going to, you know, I don't know if he's involved in the first full length. No, what I mean is like, you know, he, oh, yeah, he yeah, made yeah, some yeah. music for it, so he obviously he likes it. So, yeah. And I like fucking his taste in music, horror music, horror movies and shit. So, in years too. So, I'm going to have to check that out. I keep seeing it fucking pop up every once in a while and I'm like, you know, I need to check this out one day. So, uh but yeah, the uh, also I wanted to point out that the chick from uh Sleepaway Camp 3 is in this movie. Yeah, dude, fucking Jill um, Tereshita? Is that her name? I was going to let you do that because I was probably going to butcher her name. I think her name is Jill Tereshita, and okay. she's fucking smoking in this movie. I would agree with that. I like, would I agree had a, with that. Since the first time I've seen this movie, like she was been the only girl in this movie I had a thing for. Yeah, she uh, she's pretty easy on the eyes and I want to say what was her costume was that like a Peter Pan thing or a fucking wasn't she um it was like a green I thought she was in like scrubs wasn't she no that was the dude yeah the dude was in the scrubs she was wearing like a green fucking Peter Pan looking uh outfit I don't know I don't know I'm pretty some shit I'm like or, a handful of beers deep. Me too. I'm just trying to. I never. I. I didn't quite pinpoint what her costume was supposed to be. And I can't remember now that I'm thinking about it. She was wearing green leggings going with like fuck. a green shirt that had like the fucking that was cut. I'm going like a fucking Peter Pan thing. Let's just go with that, dude. I don't give a fuck. Okay, cool. So there's for some that. reason I kept thinking Doctor Scrubs Nurse, but that was like the other dude. Yeah, it was the one dude. That was the dude she was with. Yeah. That's I kept getting crisscross. Yeah, uh, and then face off. <laughs> fucking uh, what? What else was I gonna say? Um, yeah, so she was also um, the chick in Sleepaway Camp with the leather jacket on. That was supposed to be like the punk chick or the metal chick. Was her name Arab or something in the movie? That's what her name was. Yeah, Arab. That's what they called her. That's so. That is a fucking hard name to say now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what they called her in the movie. Oh, I know, but yeah, I know. I Obviously, just, I just said it. Her and yeah, Snowboy were that, from that Chicago. That was her fucking role in the movie. Yeah. That, like saying that now is like fucking rough. No, I did. I don't even like to fucking. I don't even like saying it like that. But that's what they called her in Sleepaway Camp Three. But that's who it is. Uh, she's in this movie too. And uh, shit, what good is it? Okay, Sleepaway Camp Three. Her name's Arab, and then the other line in that movie is when the dude tackles the guy over the table. Mm, yeah, the S word. The guy was a Mexican. That was <laughs> terrible too. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah, that was. That's honestly. He literally said, "Suck my dick." <laughs> that's like no joke man like there's things like I don't think about this these are movies we've watched so many goddamn times that it's just like whatever and it's like the character you get it you you get it in the in the movie yeah this character saying that because of this whatever yeah no one would make those movies with that dialogue now the outing the hardest N bomb with the hardest ER at the end. 
Why don't I remember that? Yeah. When the principal comes to fucking grip up homeboy because he's like fighting in the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's bad. It's like, <laughs> it's so, it's almost like nails on a fucking chalkboard when I hear it. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. How did this fucking happen? How do you allow this in a fucking movie that came out in the 80s? Like, that's because we kind of look at things in like rose tint glasses because we didn't give a fuck about shit like that. Good lord. That you're like, oh, shit wasn't that bad. Oh, man. Yeah, it was, it's pretty bad. But shit was fucking bad. It was. It was. People but, didn't fucking care. I know. But there's, yeah. So just want to let everyone know that we did say Arab, but it's just because that was the chick's name in Sleepaway Camp 3 for some reason. And that's the way they pronounced it. I would say Arab. But so moving moving on. Uh, did we just did you just explain? Well, I just don't if someone turns on our episode or walks into a room and it's just they hear the fucking word, they don't want them to be like fuck these guys. Like that's not what we're about. That's not I don't fucking, I'm not, I don't roll that way, man. That's fair enough. That's fair uh, enough. So I just want to make sure, you know, everyone knows that we don't fucking, you know, we're not into that. So, but uh, anyway, this <laughs> I movie. I pass on grass. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking, but yeah, this movie's fucking great, especially to watch around Halloween time, man. Like, um, I don't know, it might, it, it might shimmy itself in there for the next fucking for from now on as like a movie i watch you know in october you fucking should dude i never did before really I, no i i would watch it here and there i just never really popped it in like around halloween time like i probably should and i think i might start doing that now because this is fucking fits right in there man it's great oh yeah this movie's amazing mm-hmm. has a fucking great vibe um in the beginning of the old dude mm-hmm. yeah that whole yeah like the uh, the grumpy old dude that hates fucking young teenagers on Halloween. Don't touch me, you little slut. Yeah, whatever he says. But that's uh, yeah, fucking cool. And then um, the cast isn't bad. Uh, there's some, you know, your basic stereotype. Different teenagers, I guess. or Yeah, the whole, hey, we group of friends and they're all, well... I'm gonna say grew with friends and are all a little different, but at like at least a couple of them weren't really friends. No, they were just kind of like knew each other and shit, and then fucking, uh, they, you know. And the funny thing is, like, they this is a party that's taking place. These motherfuckers argue throughout the whole movie. <laughs> Have you ever been to a party where like the music stops because your batteries ran out and you didn't remember to get Duracell and like everyone just is <laughs> chirping at each other all night, like fucking can't stand being around each other? I will like, say I haven't been to a party that didn't have some type of electrical outlet, so we weren't relying on like Duracell double D's to fucking power our radio. <laughs> I mean, fuck man. But yeah, mostly throughout this movie, there's a lot of bickering, and I just noticed that, that you know, today when I was like, "Dude, these got a cooler full of beer you could barely hold up that you needed two people." I'd be getting fucking smashed and hugging everybody. It's Halloween. What the fuck are you guys arguing for? I'd be back in the corner while they're all chirping at each other, just like drinking beers. Like you guys suck, <laughs> right? So I'd probably end up getting fucking like killed by a demon because while I'm getting hammered, 
a chick would become a demon and like lure me in yeah. as I'm drunk. Like, <laughs> all right, cool, let's go. I know, right? You're not being a dick. All right, let's go. Yeah, fucking most refreshing exchange I've had all night. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> like your makeup looks beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. So basically, the premise is they get together into this uh, storied haunted house or some shit haunted, went down. Uh, this funeral home. Funeral home. There you go. Parlor. And uh, hold a seance. Shit's going down in the crematorium. Yep. And uh, the seance releases this like demon thing. This weird fucking monster demon thing. One chick sees the demon things and sees the other chick dead. Yep. And what was the scene that you fucking lost it at? You're like, she comes in so hard, I can't take it. Oh, yeah. It's like right after the mirror breaks. Oh, what was that? Uh, I don't know. She's like, I see it. She's like, what would you see? And she's oh, like, my Wah! God. Yeah, it's just like, I can't give me like, what do you say? He's like, I see the He's like, what is it? I see the fucking. <laughs> dude, I fucking lose it every time, dude. <laughs> fucking great but yeah so this so this goes down and like now uh angela mm-hmm. is possessed correct or is it quigley is the first one to get possessed and then she kisses angela or something and passes the fucking possession to her and then yeah, they're both possessed. either way yeah somehow they just all start becoming fucking possessed and killing each other they got a fucking uh they got the fucking strobe light because the one chick's mom was an acid head yeah which rules and that's the dance when fucking angela's going off in the strobe light and it's like all right yeah and they're just straight up like skipping frames <laughs> And it just looks like a fucking weird sequence of dance moves with a strobe light by a fireplace and dude man's just like weirded out by it. I don't know if you noticed that, but when she's dancing, dude, it's just like she's like here and then all of a sudden she's there. Have you... I understand it's a strobe light thing, but I mean, it's so exaggerated in that scene, dude, that it's just like... See, I never noticed that it was like cut scenes. I always looked at it as... It's being in a strobe light. I get it, but the fucking strobe light was, f- like, faster than, you know, it was like a fast flashing, not like a slow where it's like you're missing fucking actual seconds of someone's movements. Well, maybe they did do that. I then. just, they definitely, because she was supposed to be possessed or some shit was, like, that's when shit started getting weird and he started getting a weird vibe from it. That's why, because she was, like, dancing to the fucking whatever and then, yeah. like, she started, like, moving around in weird ways where he's like this is not making sense I'm not getting this and then he goes and sees Linnea and she's got lipstick all over her face and he's like everyone here's on drugs this is fucking weird I'm fucking <laughs> out of here I'm going to a nice place see you later dollface yeah. <laughs> so, you are home yeah so uh so I never actually noticed that or paid attention to that if that's the case if that's if they've actually cut that in a way uh, they that's kind of cool if they did that's they awesome. did it made it look like like a fucking weird like you know um not possible fucking sequence of like dance moves where like she's here and then all of a sudden the next frame she's like over here and it doesn't make sense. Thing like, I never uh, I never noticed and never paid attention to, but I read was that when you first see Angela like in the party store in the beginning, mm-hmm. she has crosses as earrings, and then once she becomes possessed and you see her, the crosses are inverted. 
Oh, really? Yeah. No, that's cool. Which I never know. I never paid attention. And every time I, I watch it and I think about it, like <laughs> after, after the fact, and yeah. I'm like, "Fuck, that's kind of fuck. That's cool. I can dig that, man. Like little tidbits like that are always fun. But yeah, see, uh, she she nailed the the, the Angela part. Linnea nailed her part. Well, Stooge she, nailed his part. She played the Angela part for the fucking both sequels, mm-hmm. and then became a pet psychic. Yeah, yeah, with a fucking tuxedo cat named Aunt Flo. Oh my god, the yeah. fucking Jesus. Okay, I want to pull that up because that needs to be read verbatim. Oh, my phone's dead. I can't do it. Never mind. Okay, so Angela from <laughs> Night of the Demons one through three, now. Is a pet psychic. Is a pet psychic that speaks to animals yeah, and she gets answers she back. Can. Yeah. Um, lives with well, a lives with a tuxedo cat. This is all real. We're not making this up. No. She lives with a tuxedo cat that she named Aunt Flo that handles all of her finances. I don't know. I can't look it up. I don't want to like. <laughs> I don't want to fucking uh, give out false information. I don't want to give out false info. <laughs> I don't and know. be able to be sued on defamation of character. Yeah, but uh, if it was it was a tuxedo cat named Aunt Flo, that that cat is her alarm clock. Yeah, her, her manager, her pillow, <clears throat> and like five other things. Yeah, she wrote a book called Straight from the Horse's Mouth: How to Talk to Animals and Get Answers. <laughs> I don't even know, phenomenal, dude. dude. Stopped acting. After, I think I think fucking Night of the Demons three was the last movie she did. I'm pretty sure, yeah. And then she decided she was she could talk to animals. Yeah, I. Uh, that's a far cry from Suzanne Summers doing the Three's Company thing and then doing uh, th- uh, thigh thigh master thigh master, <laughs> which made sense. But mm, okay, what I will say about this movie: Did you know that it opened in Detroit? I did not know that. Oh, the party store? Uh? No, the the movie itself premiered in Detroit. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I was going to say, like, they did, shot? Instead of doing, like, a national release, they did the regional release, and the first screening was in Detroit. That's fucking cool. That well, hey, cool. dude, that's uh, more power to that. That's I can get down on that. Yeah. I didn't do enough research to find what theater exactly. I'm hoping to find out exactly what theater in Detroit it fucking yeah. screened in. But... It made like 3.1 million total, but they said if if it made in De- if they did a national screening and it made in Detroit what it did nationally, it would have been like a 13 million. Really? What was the budget? Do you like remember? one point something million. Yeah, so it was a successful movie at least. Yeah, yeah. technically it was successful. <clears throat> That's good. Yeah, because fucking. I guess when it first got released, it had, like, mixed reviews. I can see that. I mean, it it, it comes with the territory back then. Horror movies were, like, frowned upon and shit back then. And, and But I, some people praised them if they had some kind of originality to them and they weren't just a carbon copy of something that came out last year. And this one definitely had, like, its own thing going on. I feel like there's a lot. There were, <clears throat> there were a lot coming out, too. Yeah. So it was you're kind of having to compete with shit and yeah, and then eighties had you know it, yeah you had to be I mean in order to get decent reviews which most horror directors or 
companies that put out horror movies didn't really give a fuck whether what the critics thought. Yeah. You know, but critics would get behind the movie if it had some type of original approach and idea with some kind of refreshing, you know, something to offer other than like your run of the mill fucking people getting hacked and slashed or fucking uh, your what just whatever the climate was back then, you know, it was like this movie definitely fucking I can't really think of anything that came out around this time. There was movies similar to it. But this one kind of had its own uh, its own thing. It was like a mixture of, I want to say, like, Night of the Creeps meets, like, um, what would you, what would you say? I don't know. It kind of had, like, a Night of the Creeps, like, vibe to it to me, in a way. Okay, I can kind of see that. And can I think I can get where you're coming from with that. Yeah, I just, I don't know, like, as Like, far stylistically. As, yeah. Especially the end, when they're all fucking possessed and yeah, the yeah. two were left. It kind of had a night of the creeps with the dude, the dude and the chick were the last remaining. I get you on that one. Okay, I get where you're coming from. I, I kind of got that vibe. I don't know why that fucking flashed in my head when I was watching it earlier, but I was like, okay. And that came out around that time. Night of the creeps did. So I mean, it wasn't like you know fucking like never been done before, but at least it had some kind of originality to it, I guess. I think it's one of the last movies like this that had um, major studio fucking style to it, sleekness to it, because this is like 88, and you got in the 90s, there was fucking nothing major studio going on, like, horror-wise. Not at all. Like, shit was just fucking, like, I'm not going to say 100%, but majority just garbage. Yeah. Because it just didn't have the backing. No, it did. They the studios decided that horror was fucking garbage and it wasn't gonna give them revenue anymore. Yeah, it ran its course by then. Yeah, and people were still making the movies to to hope that there was some kind of turnover. Yeah, so I'm watching. What was it? Which I think uh, I don't think Witch Board did, but I think Witch Trap came out after this, and Witch Trap was a decent movie. Yeah. Well, there was like Killer Clowns from Outer Space came out around the same time. Yeah, and that was pretty successful, right? I think overall, though, yeah. It, it didn't have d- a... During its initial release, I think it was fairly successful. I don't know. It's it's kind of like this one, where it didn't really reach its cult status. And so it wasn't like, it wasn't like, like, it wasn't like immediately perceived as this great fucking thing. Right. Which, yeah. I mean, that happens a lot. I mean, we're going to see that happening now. We're going to go 20 years from now, and people are going to be talking about movies from, like, early 2000s that we thought were fucking trash. Yeah, true. Which is the same thing we I get on fucking groups in forums now where it's people who were in their 20s and the 80s talking about how you guys just don't realize how much garbage was getting fucking released. And there's been times where they've actually mentioned straight names, and I was like, no, that, that movie's actually really fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was, like I, you know, I'll be the first to admit, 80s had a lot of fucking bad movies. A lot of bad horror came out. Oh, yeah. Not bad slashers. I mean, slashers, that's an amazing subgenre, and there's actually not, there's like a lot of, there's some bad ones. There's a lot of subpar ones in there, man. Yeah, I agree. And then, you know, um, but there's, uh, there's some, they're good that, you know, like, like this, like Night of the Demons and shit like that. I think the original Night of the Demons kind of fucking has its own, 
identity as far as like being an 80s horror movie like it, it I, I don't think it gets mixed into the pot as much as other movies might like it yeah. kind of you know it stands by itself and I think know. it stands by itself because it's it's based around Halloween based on Halloween yeah almost has um, depending on how you want to look at it like a punk sub fucking like story plot to it. I agree with that. And it's not a slasher. Right. Had like a, a cult themes too. Yeah. I feel Which if this movie cool. came out in the it when it did and they kind of tried to go more of a slasher out with it, it would have fucking it wouldn't have done as well. No, not at all. But I feel also if it did that it wouldn't have had the the studio backing that it had. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Overall, dude, it's a great movie. It's fucking killer. Um, that know. fucking uh, the fucking end scene. Yeah, I was, it, yeah, that end like the very end, last little bit scene. Good lord, that that might be uh, one of the best endings to a fucking movie. I think I might have ever seen. Kind of makes no sense, right? Because like, how do you not realize you just swallowed like five razor blades? Yeah, but. <laughs> it's fucking amazing though. It's because it's like folklore, urban legend. People put razor blades in apples. Mm-hmm. We were raised to believe that. Yeah. None of us have actually gotten an apple with a razor blade in it. I don't even I I kind of now I want to do this. I don't know if I've ever done research on this. Has ever has that ever fucking happened? I'm sure it has. But the end of Night of the Demons answers one scenario what would happen if you swallowed razor blades right it's like we were always like as kids like watch out for razor blades and shit and it's like it'll cut your mouth up and it's like okay I get it man yeah that wouldn't be good right but what the fuck would happen if you fucking ate a pie full of razor blades (laughs) an apple pie full of them dude like that's crazy dude like that's that's a great way to end this fucking movie I don't know I love how the fucking wife just... You, I always took it as the wife knew what the fuck she did. Oh, she and did. She just wanted to kill her fucking husband. Yeah, she's like, like You're a fucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> Pats him on his fucking head. Yeah, great, great ending. Great ending. Great movie. Fucking love it, man. And I think from now on, it's going to be an October watch for me. Yeah, dude, fucking... This, this should be in your stack of... Fall movies. Yeah, it will be now. 100%. This is a fucking fall movie to the bare goddamn bones. Yeah. I see it now. I don't know why I never really fucking... I mean... I don't know. I've watched this movie fucking realistically maybe four times in my life. At different times, whatever. I watch this movie at least once a year. Yeah, I'm but usually start. like halfway to Halloween or halfway to October, I start pumping out a shit ton of like fall type movies mm-hmm. because I'm like I hate fucking summer. Right. Yeah. So I usually like sometimes twice a year at least. Yeah. Yeah, this one fits right in there. It's a good one. Yeah. This. I mean, I'm sure almost anybody listening has seen this fucking movie. They fucking know it. Yeah, and uh, if you can try to see the original before you see the sequels. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah, the fucking sequels, man. Yeah, I have two on VHS, um, which I might watch tomorrow. Who knows? I don't know. 
But pop them in, see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But as it stands, this one's fucking great. It's uh, one of the all-time great Halloween horror movies. It fits right in there, man. Yeah, it's good. And, uh, you know, there's not too much of anything in it that's going to annoy you or fucking bore you. It's not a snore fest. There's, like, always something going on and, like, all the stereotypes are present and they kind of nail their roles and it's got Linnea Quigley in it. Come on, man. It's got to be good, right? <laughs> Motherfucker, man. It's almost like Nate Dogg singing on a single. It's got to be good. I feel um, she nails it. She pretty much nails this fucking part, too. She does. She does real well in this. I think this was probably next to Return of the Living Dead, her best role. This also has the scene where you'll see it pop up from once in a while, like time to time. People who don't know horror, but they want to know what the f- what was this movie I saw when I was a kid, mm-hmm. where this fucking they like pushed their like lipstick into her tits. Yeah, yeah. And they pulled that scene off perfectly. I agree. Yeah. So it's I highly recommend watching it, man. Like if you haven't seen it, and if you have, pop it in again, dude. Fucking a. Yeah, you know? if you have seen it, you know you should pop it in again because it, it fucking. It carries the way it should. I, I agree. It's aged well. 100%. 100%. It's fucking... Uh, it's, it's just a straight-up, like, 80s teen punk-tinted fucking horror movie. Uh, it's fucking can't get better than that. So, if you liked... I would say, if you, if you like the uh, idea of Return of the Living Dead, you're going to like Night of the Demons, yeah? If you've never seen it. I would actually say that. If you like Return of the Living Dead... Yeah, you should it, like Night of the Demons. I agree because it had like Return of the Living Dead had the punk fucking. It almost has the same feel. It's not as like Return of the Living Dead has a little bit more of a punk vibe to it, obviously. Yeah, but it has the same fucking feel to it. It does. It does. It's good, man. You know, and uh, I, I, yeah, fucking Night of the Demons, man. Do it up. Yes. So, I think we're gonna wrap this up. I think we should. Unless there's anything else you want to add. I got nothing really more to add. Right. Shout out to fucking all our, all our fans across the nation. Yeah, and, all uh, the people all, that listen to us. All the fun. Great White North fans that we have. Fucking yeah. uh, Criterion J and Barf Scabs. Yeah. Well, fuck killer costumes, by the way. When you guys hear this, I, I seen your costumes on Saturday night, Sunday morning, around <sighs> 1 in the morning. What were they? Um, I can't even remember. You I just think. saw them? No, I seen them like a couple hours ago. <laughs> you said but, Saturday night, Sunday morning. Yeah, but I'm a, I, he was like a dog, and she was like something. I don't know. I was fucking killer, but they looked awesome. So there's that. And uh, fucking Will, shout out to him. It's fucking like you know, just our our people, man. Yeah, like our people. We have our solid crew. Steve Majors. Steve fucking Majors. Yeah, the kid that really likes punk and grinding horror movies. That he fucking got hacked and like sent me a message. He re- sent me one, too. And then too. responded, he was like, I, that was not me. And Steve, I knew it wasn't you. I never met you, but I knew that wasn't you, and I did not open that fucking message, so I knew something was up. Anyway, fucking, I hope you like this episode, man, and if you fucking just hit us up, man. Just drop us a line or something once in a while, man. It's cool that you listen to our show. Yeah, yeah. If you get, if anybody wants to fucking hit us up or do whatever, we got our website, burnoutfreakspodcast dot com. Uh, we're on Facebook, burnoutfreaks horror podcast. We're on Twitter. Uh, I actually, can't remember. I, I changed our Twitter. I can't remember what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. But just search burnoutfreaks podcast. It'll be us. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's fucking it. Hit us up. <laughs> <laughs>
Hit us up, man. We'll see you guys. All right. Have a good one, guys. Later.